Welcome to Stars and Roses, the podcast that recaps The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise through the lens of astrology and the zodiac. I'm your host, Hannah Piper Burns, and I can't wait to give you the celestial lowdown on everyone's favorite reality TV dating shows. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello and welcome to Stars and Roses. This is a special bonus mini-sode that I'm calling Venus Take the Wheel. I'm Hannah Piper Burns and I'm the metaphysical anthropologist of Bachelor Nation. So earlier this week I was privileged to take a workshop on Venus in the Signs and I came away with some real sparkly little nuggets of knowledge that I have I'm dying to share with you. And last week was chock full of drama. So chock full of drama that we didn't even get to talk about Kerpa's giant chin bandage, which FYI is a photo op related injury. She was trying to take a cool pick and slipped on some rocks. So um, that's terrifying. I'm really glad that she wasn't injured more seriously. And it really says something that we couldn't even talk about it, considering that in Becca's season of The Bachelorette, they put a whole storyline around a guy falling out of his bunk bed. Anyway, my point is, next week is also going to be wackadoo. It's going to be off the rails. And I wanted to take a minute between these uh, episodes to talk about Venus and download what I took away from this class. Venus is a personal planet. The personal planets include Venus, Mars, and Mercury. And it's often associated with our love lives or our romantic style or expression, but, you know, I don't think that's entirely accurate. And the way that the leaders of this workshop put it that I love is like, it's what we're ambassadors for. I adore it. So it's like our beauty principle and it's the ways and means of how we connect to people, places, and things. One might even say that it's like our personal brand. I think some might say that. Um, we didn't go into every single expression of this planet in the workshop. We only talked about the participants' Venus placements. So some people's uh, were repeats. And we didn't cover all of them. But we did cover a lot of them. For example, we talked uh, about Venus in Capricorn, which happens to be Colton's placement. So let's talk about it. Venus in Capricorn mm, gives off a, an affinity. It has an affinity for good virtue and integrity. If you're a liar or a cheater, they're not going to keep you around. As a friend or as a lover or a partner. They, people with Venus and Capricorn care about things being handled appropriately. I think that's a key word, appropriate, because they don't like airing their private life in public because they sort of see their private life and public life as reflections of each other. And I think we can all agree that Colton is kind of like that. And, you know, you could really see it in the fight between Nicole and Onyeka 
it's a real public leaking of a private conversation because it was loud. And yeah, nails on a chalkboard for that guy. One might even say, uh, I'm sorry, forgive me, a boner killer. <laughs> and Aquarius is often considered a non-conservative placement. That's Colton's son. I would argue that Aquarians, some Aquarians can be very conservative and that it's not necessarily about rebelliousness or that you can rebel by being conservative, perhaps. And likewise, Capricorn as a Venus placement is also kind of conservative. And I think traditional and I think that can work really well within the structure of the show which is also pretty conservative and traditional and Capricorn is uh Venus likes to define things it likes knowing where they are and um because the, again they want to behave appropriately so they need to sort of have the goalposts as it were visible and clear and I think the show can provide that at times in some in certain ways. Interestingly enough, Demi also has this placement, and I believe so does Nicole. And so that's really interesting to think about in the case of both of them. You know, I think actually Demi and Colton have a lot of the same placements, which is maybe why Demi thinks she knows him so well, but also maybe why their energy seems more friend or more brother and sister even sometimes, despite her advances, than it does romantic. Speaking of brother and sister, uh, but in a past life, let's talk about Cassie. Her Venus is in Aries. And like Capricorn, it's not necessarily an expected expression of this planet. It's not like at home. It's not doing exactly what you expect it to do. It's more aggressive. I would say, like, even on a competitive energy, which, as we know, uh, can serve Bachelor contestants well and has served a lot of Bachelorettes well. That means they've gotten pretty far in the competition, right? Often to second or third place. It's Compared to Capricorn, it's much more suited to chaos. In fact, I'd argue it thrives in chaos or even, like, requires feeds on chaos, requires chaos. Uh, so that's interesting to think about Cassie as like a contestant versus as Colton is the lead, like a contestant being in the quote unquote house in the group and feeling comfortable in that competitive, aggressive environment. And Cassie, you know, she puts it out there. She's pretty confident. The workshop leaders defined this as uh, this placement is like, get in the fucking car energy. Get in the fucking car energy. Uh, and I really love that. Heather, on the other hand, has Venus in Leo, which, of course, can indicate a flair for the dramatic and like a deep resistance to things that don't light their fire. Um, so, so to speak. So... Like I've said before, this kind of explains how she was able to hold out for the most dramatic, romantic, and public first kiss ever of all time. 
And this, I mean, above all, this is a placement that needs to be seen. Uh, of course, Elise, our dearly departed, also has this Venus placement. It can be one that fears losing oneself in a relationship. I think if you want to make friends with a Leo Venus, if you want to flirt with a Leo Venus, like if you want them, if you want to connect with them, again, Venus is about how they connect, compliment them on their outfit or their hair or their makeup or their nails or their accessories, like whatever they have, it's not a fucking accident. They, and they would love to have that acknowledged. Let's talk about... Hannah B. Hannah G, for a second, has her Venus in Sagittarius, and Kaylin has her Venus in Gemini. Neither of these placements were represented in the workshop, and so we didn't talk about them. I would love to circle back, because I think both of these contestants are worth discussing in more depth. I would like to do some of my own independent research and come back and, and talk a little bit more about their Venus placements. I didn't have notes prepared because of the workshop, so I'm going to save that for another time. Hannah B. has her Venus in Scorpio. So, so interesting. And we did cover Venus in Scorpio. I don't like to say this is a tortured Venus, per se, but if you think about Scorpio's final form, which is the phoenix, it makes sense. It's like, it's like Prometheus, it's sort of similar to Prometheus, it's like this, or Sisyphus, it's like a punishment from the gods, it's like you're burned alive and reincarnating, so you never die, but you're like burned alive over and over again and transformed. And it starts to shift the Overton window, I think, so to speak of sensation. The way that it was described to me in the workshop is because of this, Scorpios are painfully aware. Scorpio energy is painfully aware of its own mortality. And it's about bucket, it's bucket list shit. It's sex, drugs, rock and roll because it's nihilistic because of this constant awareness and experience of death and rebirth. I think about that song by The Blow, The Love That I Crave is a Polar Bear to Gore Me, Then I'd Know the Force with Which She Adored Me. I think about like Veronica and JD and Heathers, Winona Ryder's a Scorpio, FYI. In Hannah's case, though, you know, um, we all know how I feel about Hannah. You know, I didn't, I cut this out of my last week's podcast, but when she does her like little growl again and talks about Hannah Beast, you know, Scorpio energy is usually pretty scary, but she is a kitten in a shoebox. And, you know, I think that's her Cancer Mars, same placement as Nicole's. And it's not an, you know, it's a, it's a very different kind of energy. And she has a Libra sun and a Mercury. So I, f I see that Mars, that sun, and that Mercury on, like, one side of the pit in tug of war. And that Scorpio Venus. And to some extent, that Scorpio Pluto 
and um, her moon, which is either in Taurus or Gemini, I would say uh, also on the other side of the pit in this this cosmic game of tug of war that I'm trying to hint at. And I guess the pit in this metaphor is Colton. So, um, <laughs> we can talk about Tasha. Can we ever? It's no secret that I am a big fan of Tasha's. I took a deep dive into her chart and it turns out that she has Venus in Virgo along with her son and Mercury. And her Mars is in Gemini, which is like a whole lot of mutable Mercury energy. That is mutable Mercury power. Um, the first thing that you need to know about Virgo is that Virgo's the virgin, right? But a lot of people think that refers to somebody who's a uh, celibate or or, or virginal chaste who's even like frigid and that's uh that's unfair that's actually not accurate it's it's sort of about vest the vestal virgins from cl- the classical era a western classical era and so it's about autonomy actually not about chastity and um so this venus placement <laughs> uh dislikes relying on others prefers to be self-sufficient. It's an analytical Venus, not a party Venus. Leo Venus is a party Venus. Heather, if you get my drift. Um, And I think, honestly, if Colton is looking for a similar kind of, like, deference to protocol, deference to um, manners, you know? If he is looking for someone who relates to others through, let's say, like, constructive criticism. Uh, I think they could really sing together, potentially. I think both Venus and Capricorn, Venus and Capricorn and Venus and Virgo are about sussing things out and analyzing where they're at and, and sort of wanting to know. So that's complementary. They're both practical they're kind of ethics oriented and service oriented and self improvement oriented, so that's all promising. Um, and honestly, like all of that mutable energy that Tasha has, the Gemini and the Virgo, against Colton's Cardinal Venus and Moon, I think, and his fixed Sun means you know I think she's the one who's going to be compromising. But Virgos are nothing if not always right on the verge of a martyr complex, if not (laughs) over it and a full-on martyr complex. So that should be fine as long as she isn't going to be a, you know, long-suffering martyr, as long as she enjoys herself in the process. Um, So... Like I said, I'm going to circle back to Kaylin and Hannah G because I think, at least at this point, they're both total contenders, although I guess we'll see what happens uh, after tomorrow. Until the next episode, which should be out on Wednesday, you can find me at starsandroses underscore podcast on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you think about Venus. 
Uh, and if you feel seen <laughs> by this uh, read of your placement, if uh, you disagree, if you want to talk about Sagittarius or Gemini Venus, uh, or if you just want to shoot the shit. So until then, till next episode, thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And I can't wait to see where it goes.